Dylan Weaver here, inviting you to join today's duo of hosts, including myself, for an extended period of humor, analysis, and exhilaration, uh, excitement that is. Welcome to the WADFAM Chalk Pod. Hello and welcome to the WADFAM Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm not acknowledging what just happened. I mean, you just did, Andrew. Yep. That's your name. You're Andrew Sabo. That's true. You you co-host this podcast I for do. me for reasons unknown. I'm I'm fond of your presence. No. Oh. Mm. Well, that's sweet. Yeah, that's that makes sweet. one of us. <laughs> um, we're we're, Don't we're pull talking that this week about episode 859, The Long End, Part One. Dylan, having your hand on that lever, is, it's not making this any better. It just makes me scared. <sighs> Sorry, this is so off, off, over the top for an episode that I'm so excited to talk about. Hey, I mean, maybe that's why we're over the top. Hell yeah. Um, it is an episode that is written and directed by Mr. Paul McCusker. And uh, it's the first episode of the Green Rain Conspiracy that was released after we started this show wow it uh it came out january 3rd of 2019 on the aio club and then april 20th of 2019 on the radio interesting so this was while we were still uh deep in the uh novacom yeah yeah or maybe were we into aftermath at that? Po- I don't think so. I don't think by April. No, no, because no, we... we started in September, October ish. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We were still, uh, still very much in, in Novacom land, and I and do... we were talking so much smack about New Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I stand by most of it. I, oh yeah. I know. I also don't know how much we were talking at that time. No, that's because I feel like our scope was very, very limited to Novacom and. Mm-hmm. Much of nothing else. Yeah, no. I, and maybe that was good? I don't know. I haven't yeah. listened back to those old episodes, but I've been kind of inspired to do so. I'm, Interesting. I'm curious to see what would happen if I listened to what two yeah. years ago this podcast sounded like and what I sounded like. Yeah, yeah, I truly, I don't know. I feel like we weren't talking much about the scope of adventures and odyssey and we're talking way more about novacom yeah. and maybe we were better for it but unfortunately like we this are is what we've become <laughs> we started out as a like comedic look at something that we liked as a child that we weren't sure we were gonna like anymore then we fell in love and then into hate all over again it's it's been a glorious and now we just yo-yo yep we just yo-yo back and forth and it's it's real good for my brain um i I like both extremes i find otherwise i just i experience too much peace yeah anyways way too much about us off the top of this episode but uh you know you're getting it anyways so the yeah I don't, I don't know. There's not a ton of things to note here. Uh, actor-wise, we've talked about everyone else in this arc except for um, Zach Callison, who's coming in to play old two-bits Tom Luker. Um, what a guy. The note about him is that we have talked about him before. He was the original Matthew Parker. Interesting. So back when we were covering the first green ring episodes mm-hmm. he was there voicing 
Matthew, Matthew Parker. Yeah. Um, but now they'd, at this point, recast him twice, I believe, mm-hmm. because, and I would like to, like, once again draw attention to this, it has been seven years since this arc began. Yeah, they're really not quick in uh, moving through the pace of these long arcs anymore, certainly. Yeah, well, and it's... They're not trying to tell as concise a story. No. Like, the whole point of this, and, like, I think a thing that works is that... And and maybe doesn't play into the way we try and run this show. Mm -hmm. But is that now everything feels like it's a little bit more interconnected and stuff's maybe moving a step at a time yeah. here and there, but it's not doing the same, like, like when we were talking Novacom, those episodes were very siloed off. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Blackguard. By the time we get here, like we're talking about like, st- like stuff that plays into this episode is like, Eugene and Katrina taking in Buck as a foster child mm-hmm. and Penny and Wooten getting married mm-hmm. and Jason moving back to Odyssey, which we did cover in the scope of this arc, but is not really like isn't really Green Ring. No. We no. just kind of felt like, okay, well that like fits into this whole thing and yeah. gives us an excuse to talk about Jack and Joanne's send off and a couple other things where like it worked, but like it's not it maybe is doing a better job now of being one coherent world where this stuff just like occasionally they pick up something that was talked about previously. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose you're right that I think it might be less conducive, but also, you know, the variety of content that Odyssey puts out in the 24 episodes they publish a year because they have characters, you know, kind of set aside for the Adventure Club and they have all these different things going on. Whereas before, if you have just the one show and it's airing and you've got 24 episodes of content to produce a year, you know, you can get, you can make 18 of them very plot centric and have, you know, six BTVs or whatever, right, you know, right. anything else. Yep. Yeah. So it definitely plays um, both to the benefit and demise of the show, I would say. Yeah. The uh, the other thing worth noting here, because we've brought it up the last two times, uh, this episode and the subsequent episodes, because of how they group multi-parters, are Avery Award winning. Um, they won three mm-hmm. Avery Awards, Best Sound, Best Script, and Best Episode. So... Which I feel like those awards were a lot more impressive when they were putting out more. <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't in... think the awards have existed that long. That's fair. I think that they are very a much more recent occurrence. But but well, have we asked Avery the question? Award, they started why? in 2010. So, like, why did the Avery Award? Like, who are they compete? They're competing against themselves, obviously, for which episode is best. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't know people like fan nominate it's just a i don't know it's it's an award show that's what what that's fair they are kind of all show but relatively yeah it's yeah it's i don't know it's not like a yeah i don't i don't think it's like anything super interesting but i just because we've been because i think it's i well i don't like 
think that they like matter much in the grand scheme of things i think it's interesting to know how the people listening at the time Mm -hmm. received episodes yeah i think it's also really worth note that like the green ring episodes that came out like the last three that we've covered have all won that award oh yeah so i guess it was yeah it labyrinth home again oh i guess not out of the picture but Mm -hmm. labyrinth home again long end like these three recent big arcs Mm -hmm. were all um yeah i mean it's a fan favorite arc it makes it makes a lot of sense and and honestly mccusker is in his bag and we'll get into what we like about this episode but you know i I... yeah did we talk about the fact that he wrote and directed this yes we did okay yeah we mentioned that yeah because i think that is particularly worth and i mean just goes to show that they can they can still do odyssey like this you know two years ago yeah yeah i think this episode and we'll get into it as we go on but very much benefits from being siloed off in new odyssey Mm -hmm. like the the this is them getting to like pull characters from throughout this arc but it's Mm -hmm. all like characters that feel at home in this era yeah oh yeah um so it doesn't have the home again mm-hmm. problem but also it's like holy crap look at all these people they have and are able to pull together for this like mm-hmm. this rocks mm-hmm. um and we'll talk about that as we as we go through we're gonna be doing a lot of talking because it's a podcast look at that all right um with that being said promo time on the next adventure in odyssey mysterious packages arrive with clues to buck's past dear buck These items are an attempt to honor the last wishes of a dear friend, Felicia Larson. That's the woman who knew Buck's mother. But danger is close at hand. It's a pretty sick world we live in when a woman dies and they wreck her house. It's just the beginning of the mystery. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. I miss spicy intros. I miss I miss the fun. I miss the unpredictable. Yeah. Just what what are we gonna get? Are we gonna get Chris singing to the plants with the intro music theme? Like, I'm also just like where like I guess Adventures in Odyssey does still air on the radio, mm-hmm. and that must be what they have these promos for. But mm-hmm. it is weird thinking about promos in a day where like most people just download the episodes when they come out on the app. Yeah, no, of course. Well, uh, do they still use them on witsend.org for like? promotions i probably probably they do some internal promos like that although i think at least my experience yeah with that was that they promote by by album so i think these are truly what go out to like radio broadcasters who who air the show that would be an interesting experience figuring out which of our like what our local maybe i'll do that for the team Mm -hmm. see if i can listen live on the radio (laughs) to an episode I mean, you won't be able to pause it to take notes. So. I know. It, yeah. It would just be an interesting experience. Mm, we could, yeah. <laughs> we could do a mystery science theater style where it's just our silhouette sitting in front of a radio. Yeah, great. And then we talk over an audio-only medium. That'll yep. be perfect. Oh, yeah. It will cause no problems. Uh, not It'll be one. so easy to edit. <laughs> anyway, we, we were you were talking about boring promos, but you know what? This episode doesn't have a boring intro. Certainly not. 
I did not know we still got character intros. Yeah, it's great. And Eugene's doing the intro and he sounds so excited and like adventures in Odyssey. And like, I know. And I was like, oh my word, it has been a long time since mm-hmm. I've had to record a new intro. Yeah. So, I mean, you folks have already heard it at this point, but uh, how was but it? Yeah. Did we do a good job? Please say yes. I but might it, cry. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It is, it is bizarre. Um, to hear that over like the new, the new theme and like, mm-hmm. it's a different script and whatever, yeah. but oh, I'm just yeah. like, it had been so long. It really I, took me about Yeah. I did not know that was a thing that new Odyssey could do. And I think that's cool. It's so exciting. So the episode begins, if we're ready to get right into it, uh, with Jason and Wally, um, at, are they at? the and they're not at the antique shop are they they are oh they are at the at antique. triple j antiques jack joanne and jason's antiques yep because i don't know if you guys have ever picked up on this but odyssey really likes their j names They've, all the whitakers are j's yep and then we also have Except jack and joanne well do we care about monty dude that okay i will say uh spoiler for later in this episode not a character I expected to be back at all. Me neither. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. That. It was so cool. Oh, oh man. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That was... I can't wait to talk about it. So Jason and Wall Jason Wally is dropping off stuff to be appraised at um Jason's antique shop that he's watching for Jack and Joanne as previously established. Um he picked it up from Millsburg. It's a hope chest and a rocking chair. Yep. Um, you know, Jason's like, yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about this, but I'll bring somebody down here to take a look at it. Yep. I got a buddy of mine, you know, full, full pawn shop. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And obviously it becomes a very key plot point, but my antenna were immediately up when I was like, Hope Chest? No, Millsburg. Oh. They referenced Millsburg, a town that had only existed in the previous, previous. episode that we covered. Um Yeah. Where, like, that's where Buck goes to find mm-hmm. out about his past. And I was just like, oh, well, this is very exciting. A new location. An yeah. Odenton, perhaps. Yeah, because I truly did not know what this episode was going to be. Because the no. next note I have after this scene happens is, oh, this is another Buck episode. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I was like, I don't know. Well, no, we didn't. Didn't we look at it last time by the very end? I knew it was going to be about Buck's backstory. You did. Yeah, but you didn't. I cut you off before you told me or I forgot or I blocked it out or whatever. You suppressed your memory. I, regardless, I was pleasantly like I was excited when mm-hmm. I saw. Oh, or when I heard Buck show up and I was like, oh, OK, we, we got we got we got Buck again. And once again, tying it into this greater thing they've got going on. And like I. I don't know if this is going to come into play in other episodes, but Eugene is telling Buck that Dale Jacobs wants to interview him mm-hmm. about con artists. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, weird. Like, we brought him back for Labyrinth, but now I guess Dale gets to stick around. Like, is he's, he actually going to show up or are we just referencing him? Either way, this is cool. He's cause... just writing for the paper. But yeah, it's it's great that, yeah, he shows up in the Labyrinth. We've already been familiar 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 we've already made his acquaintance (laughs) yeah for sure 
and and yeah it's just like oh yeah yeah he's just like a known person in this arc Mm -hmm. despite being like also one of the oldest you know characters on the show yeah um just another you know sin removed as it were um and and buck's kind of like ah like i don't know that i want to do that interview i really want like i don't want to be like the con artist guy Mm -hmm. i'm trying to put my past behind me which i like really appreciate and i think is good and then eugene's kind of like but yeah but i just don't like understand how someone could like constantly lie and i'm like all right eugene lay off maybe a little bit no yeah he really doesn't and he doesn't really get better later because he kind of does the same thing later he's like "Ah, i mean it just takes a lot of fortitude to just do that and just lie all the time saying it to somebody who you know did that (laughs) right yeah it is like a weird lack of sensitivity that i hope is explored in this three-parter speaking Um, of what is explored upx (laughs) dude upx is so funny yeah i i i had to i wrote ups then i was like wait no it wasn't was it and did the rewind 30 seconds and listened again and was like oh they said upx that's (laughs) so good yeah and i was like so what does the x stand for it still stands for express i'm sure it is it is fedex and ups mashed together upx upx is it would how would that not happened in reality yet (laughs) hey andrew we do not support monopolies on the wad fam no no we don't let's not let it happen we need competition yes we do need competition but the only way to compete with amazon is gonna make another monopoly (laughs) it would also be great if we uh still had a postal service that was you know federally funded i I like that idea we should keep keep going with that i think a pretty smart guy came up with that i mean it was a couple hundred years ago but like it's definitely worth revisiting yeah yeah that does that does seem to have like lost a lot of steam with the presidential election where it seems like okay the ups your usps might be safe and mm-hmm. i'm like oh thank you that was like a weird anxiety to have fall no of, mail <laughs> fall of 2020 where i was just like what if like there isn't like national mail service this is weirdly existential yeah <laughs> this could get really problematic <laughs> but yeah it seems like it's okay and stable and you know if all else fails we do have upx yes the the truck that number eugene... one second rate <laughs> mail delivery service yep it's a truck eugene recognizes immediately by year yes and uh based on misfiring cylinders yep so there's a package delivery mm-hmm. not a, cu- expecting... a couple big boxes yeah um, and they're addressed to Buck from Felicia Larson. Woo! We're getting connections. Callback. So so good to know that that plot thread was not just going to be dropped after last episode, as I had speculated. Oh, I totally thought we were never going to hear from Felicia Larson. Again. Yeah, no, it I turns didn't out expect her to be like. From her, well, but... <laughs> yes, but I did not expect her to be like plot central. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it though, and yep. If anything, this episode made me really want to listen to part two. <laughs> hey, that's the sign of a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we then uh, jump in on. Uh, oh, this is this two- is yeah, this is good old two bits. Yep. Uh, T- Tom Luker is uh, going over to uh, Felicia's house mm-hmm. um, and talking, and so 
He's checking in on the house. Is he talking to Monty? I don't think he's talking to Monty. I think Monty was hiding. This is what they I'm not so sure of because there's there's not. There, was it was it Monty doing all this? There's no one credited as this role, and I didn't mm-hmm. listen back to know for sure. But is this just Monty doing a voice and then he, like, after the guy walks away, goes into secret agent voice and, like, Mm -hmm. calls it into his superiors? I... Or is there a second person here? This is a dumb thing to debate on air. Yeah, no, I really don't know. And I have no context that can really support either argument. Yeah. I also just didn't realize it, like, I didn't... The thing we always make fun of Odyssey for is when they, like, have Dr. Regis Blackard mm-hmm. speaking, and then, like, ten seconds into it, he goes, and I am Dr. And that's yeah. supposed to be the reveal, and it's like, no, no, we knew from breath one. Mm-hmm. I don't know Monty's voice. No, no, not <laughs> yet. No, this is the inverse. We're having so, quite the problem. Well, so I'm like, this could totally have been Monty here. Who knows? You don't need to write us. Um, But... But then when he shows up later and they, like, when he's with Jason and they say his name, I was like, oh, Monty. Yeah. I did not expect Monty here. Then I was like, shoot, was he already here? (laughs) Was I just, was I just blind? Was I ear blind? I think I might be ear blind, folks. Ugh. That afflicts dozens of Americans. (laughs) So. So, yeah. yeah, So, Two Bits is inquiring with Agent person who's pretending to be in charge of the estate uh presumably talking about uh, the house being damaged and then he mentions that the other house was damaged uh she rented another house and it was also torn up because two bits notices that the house was demolished with an axe a chainsaw i don't know i mean presuming they were ransacking it right they like, who ransacks with a chainsaw? That That's my question. Good question. No answer. Mr. Skint, apparently, I guess that's the answer. Well, and two bits. And two bits. Two bits is, is a loose cannon, I'll tell you what. Dude, in Odyssey... The loosest guy, of cannons? This guy is hard. He just uh, grabs a bat. <laughs> I, yeah, I do, I, do, I do love that. So the way this plays is there's a guy at... Felicia Larson's house. Mm-hmm. Another guy walks up asking about stuff. Mm-hmm. The house has been demolished, like has been like you know stripped down, and he's trying to get information about like oh you know I would love to like get some something he you know from here, um, and they're like oh yeah yeah Felicia passed away, and he was like oh well I you know my family knew her well. There was some like nostalgic stuff in here you know I could get, and they're like look go to the auction house like mm-hmm. they'll have a list of who yeah of who had that stuff, um, and uh, so this is one how he established that Felicia Larson is dead, and two we can do the whole like oh okay so like having heard the previous episode this is like that thing that skint wanted Mm -hmm. in the previous episode he is now like coming to collect and this guy luker probably works for him Mm -hmm. and then we find out that like okay so the secret agent's like you know hey we just this was tom Tom luker was here we're sending it like he bought he you know bought the bait or whatever yeah he took the bait Took the bait. That's the expression. Mm-hmm. He bought, he bought the bait. I try. 
Well, he bought like our deception. Mm-hmm. He took the bait. But, but mixing metaphors, you know, why not? I think that it works maybe both ways. He just bought a big old bucket of worms. Yeah, I think it's useful for worm things. Yeah. So many um, worm things. So um, and so, yeah, he. <laughs> um so yeah we hear about this whole sting operation kind of thing that's being set up and then and then yeah luker goes out to the car and skint's there mm-hmm. and we find out that yeah that luker works for skint mm-hmm. um he's his, the new buck yeah exactly he i literally have in my notes two bits is buck 2.0 that's both the bits that's both the bits he got him. Well, and I kept looking at his name, and I was like, oh, obviously, so it's a play on, like, you shaving a haircut, two bits, right? And I couldn't stop laughing, because who names a mobster after that? <laughs> like, Oh, so just, like, two-bit is, like, I don't know. I feel like two-bit's a thing. Isn't it an insult? Yes, very much so. It's like saying, like, someone's not smart. Yeah. I'm Googling this now, because I'm, like, not... Oh, that is... That it, yeah, yeah. So, 2-bit means insignificant, cheap, or worthless. That's ah. uh, some, you know, North American slang. But 2-bit Matthews was uh, one of the outsiders. Oh. Which now makes a lot of sense. And I forgot. Doesn't... Have we established that Paul McCusker's connection to the outsiders? Do we... What's Paul McCusker's connection to the outsider? Oh, I didn't know if he had one or not. I was oh, hoping no, that you would no, remind no. me that no, like he no, loves the outsiders. No, two like... bit two bit is just like a like gangster dude. Yeah. yeah. He, or like like a kid, but he's he's a greaser or whatever. Like mm. he's he, that the, the name maybe has a little bit more street cred when you consider like it's connected to this like seminal piece of, of film. Art. Yes. Well and, and book. Mm-hmm. There's a book? Dude, The Outsiders by S. E. Hinton, one of my dad's favorite stories. Um, well worth the read. Okay. Written by S. E. Hinton was I wanna say a teenager when she wrote it. Oh. Um, and then Francis Ford Coppola made it into a movie that also has literally everyone, everyone in, in its it. cast, <laughs> yeah. including Flea. Yeah, and uh Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec, what's his name? Rob Lowe. Oh, yes. Yeah. Blow. yeah. It's got a lot of people. Um, anyways, two bits. Two bits. Two bits lucre. And a shave for it. Not a haircut. I'm growing out my hair. You can tell because it's an audio medium. But Bits and Barkers, Dylan. Bits and Barkers is uh, <laughs> Skin's exclamation when he finds out that he cannot get the hope chest from the house. Yep and yeah which he i i thought would already know because i thought he ransacked the place that was the impression that i was under but maybe well so maybe maybe it was maybe two bits was just trying to get the location Mm -hmm. of the stuff because they went there and it had already been emptied out Mm -hmm. and so they ransacked it because yeah the stuff might be hidden in the floorboards oh that would make sense there or someone else ransacked it maybe the socias got in there and you know the chairman what's he up to no that was uh that was an outsider's joke that the two the two teams are the the the, the greasers and the socias news to me thank you yeah 
the the audience is laughing hysterically. You're so, you're so uncultured. Dan. I I am. I'm truly it's a this swine. One dumb piece of culture that I have held on to. Well, I've I've watched the movie before. I watched it in a friend's basement, half heartedly at a cookout. Ah. Uh, so I've optimal. clearly committed it to memory. <laughs> Granted, like I have not seen it in, I don't know, half a lifetime. Yeah. It's been a long time <laughs> since I watched that movie or read the book. But I, you know. Remember it fondly. It, it would have been like 2011, 2012 when I did that. Chomping through audiobooks, so right around the time that the original Green Room was coming out. Hey. So um, we we jump back to oh, and I'm just kind of like putting the pieces together ahead of time. It was just my note says like oh, Wally purchased whatever the thing is that they need. Yeah, yeah. No, he he paid for it. Yep, and he's getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Buck has unwrapped his gifts. Mm-hmm. There's a painting and a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, there's also a letter there from Felicia, which mm-hmm. says, you know, kind of, it was my duty to give you this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, due to like, you know, a relationship with a dear friend. And they're all like, is that his mom? I thought they didn't like, weren't actually friends. What's going on? And Eugene's like, you know, I could never actually find any record of Stacia Bartley, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, very good that you like did some research into that. Yeah, cool. Also, job. why why did they pick the last name Bartley? I don't know. It's, it's so close to Barclay, yeah, which is no, such a, an important name in the show. Did we talk about this last episode? I think we did, but I, I got to bring did. it up again. It's worth bringing it because it's still just as upsetting. Every time I go mm-hmm. Bartley, Barclay. Bar- bar- could nope. be either. Anyways, the uh, they, they they then start to put together some mm-hmm. pieces, and there's a painting in the in the or there's a mirror in the painting, and mm-hmm. it's the same as the mirror he has. Mm-hmm. But and there's nothing seemingly special about the mirror. No, They've, except for it's got something. It's got a smudge. It's got a smudge. Like it's not a great mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, then and they... it's got the Boy Scout thing. Mm, the french thing that katrina says and then buck says how do you know that and he said she says because she's married to eugene and i was kind of upset because i wanted katrina to be like i'm smart too yes but i also love that as a joke no no me too yeah (laughs) but yes i I had conflicted feelings about it too where i was like katrina would have known that before she met eugene but also i like your joke as a scholar of (laughs) eugene and katrina's relationship arc yeah um she would have gotten that question on truth and trivia but yeah so the painting is the person who is facing away from the the painter Mm mm-hmm um, sitting in a rocking chair, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, rocking chair, rocking chair." Sounds that's familiar. what uh, that's what our buddy uh, Jason's got. Yeah, from Wally. And, and isn't there a hope chest in the painting as well? There is, though. That's not established yet. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's literally my next note line. Never oh. mind. I guess it is established basically now, <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh, there's a hope chest under the mirror," and I was like, "Oh, uh huh, uh huh," and then. And then Katrina's like, well, let's go get this. Uh, maybe maybe this painting is valuable or mm-hmm. your inheritance or there's something more going yeah. on here. Let's go take it to Jacques Henri. And I was like, oh, my yes! word, this is everything I needed. Appraisal. Yeah. And we don't even get Jacques and it does no. not disappoint. No, it doesn't. I was like, man, this cast is stacked. And then they showed up and there wasn't. Uh, Jacques Damn, wasn't there. House isn't even showed up Dude. yet. Whole house is in this episode, I know. It's wild. <laughs> um, but they show up and, and Penny's there. And mm-hmm. I think that is one of the things that is so impressive about this cast is that it is a, just glancing at the wiki here, a 10-person cast mm-hmm. and none of them 
are writers, producers, directors on the show. Mm -hmm. No wonder it won all the awards. Like, they're all hired actors doing all these parts, which is not, like, for a... 10 ep- or like a 10 character deep show is mighty impressive mm-hmm. so so yeah the uh um anyway so penny jacques is in boston um regaining a new understanding for his hatred of uh 1980s, 1980s artists <laughs> Which made made me laugh yes. a lot, <laughs> and Penny kind of swoons at that, which is funny. Yeah. Also, Isn't there's it a f- so French. <laughs> oh my word! There's there's a hilarious Eugene doing a Miss Wise, Miss Bassett, Penny. Penny. Yeah, and I'm like Eugene had to go to first name because he couldn't quite get around like the weirdness of calling this person by a different name. And I love Amen. it. Amen. That's that's what I would go for in his case. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm all for Eugene using first names. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we support it. We stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they're talking. Penny looks at the painting. She says it looks homemade. It's oh. it looks like it was painted for somebody that they really cared about. It's on not normal canvas. She says Correct. it's like a canvas like she hasn't seen before. It's like plastic kind right. of. Essentially, um, like, they didn't spend money on this canvas. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm, maybe... They painted it on the back of a bowl or something. Well, <laughs> was my I was going to say, or maybe... It's made of money? Well, no, no, no. You know what she said? It's watercolor on a canvas she's never seen before that was plasticky. Oh, you gotta put it in water? You probably, then... like, dump water on it and there's a message behind it. Yeah, although it would ruin the note that's inside of oh, no, the, the, the notes. The notes in the back of the in the back of the frame. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm putting that out there. If I'm right, and I just had another revelation on air, I owe you at least one fist bump. That would be pretty cool. But yeah, would you I'm, like a soft drink of your choice? I'm kind of. I'm yeah, kind of convinced I'm right about this. I now. think that you're right too. Wow, that's that's really good. I'm, I'm I wish so I, proud of I us. wish I had the quote because there's like essentially a riddle. Mm-hmm. Um something about like looking through a thing and that's how they end up finding like the clue on the inside of the mirror, but I'm like what about the clue that's underneath the painting? Mm-hmm. But you couldn't go for that clue first because then you'd ruin, you know, the rest of the information. True. And I don't want them to lose the painting, but at the same time I'm like watercolors on plasticky canvas that's pretty suspicious it is awfully mystery (laughs) sounds like a mystery um penny does notice Mm -hmm. that there is a bb Mm -hmm. carved into the rocking chair and the hope chest yeah um and then katrina asks if she's able to read the signature and penny's like oh i can read a doctor's prescription from 20, 20 feet paces away. 20, 20 paces my bad yeah which is hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> and she's like because earlier it was established like they could not see who had signed the painting mm-hmm. and penny's just like it says dolly tender yeah yeah i, I mean duh. <laughs> i can read anything and buck's like "Ooh, i know dolly i know what dolly tender is and now i'm wondering about bb yeah i, I think i like, got that one figured out too i think i know what bb stands for cut scene to, to... The hagglers <laughs> with wally and the boy where tom luker walks in picks up picks up a baseball bat is like nice bat let me just swing this around and stuff give me a hope chest yeah he just he barges in and asks him about 
Does he even ask him about the hope chest? Yes, just like barely though. Yeah. And it was set up earlier with Skint and Luker being like, Skint being like, uh, Luker wanted to like go back and shake down the person at the house. Mm -hmm. And and Skint was just kind of like, yeah, hold your horses there, boy. Like That's it's a pretty good impression. <laughs> Thank you. Um, like Thank it, you. It, you, you'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. like do, let's not draw attention. And here he's just like coming in, bats a swinging, bats a swinging, and like this is insane. Like, he's so unhinged. And I am- love it. <laughs> this amount of confrontation and honesty is unheard of. <laughs> he yeah. just like like. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like breaking oh, badass. His, his lack of follow through. Mm-hmm. So like he tells Wally tells him it's at Jason's. Two bit walks out and Wally just immediately calls Jason and then the police. Yeah, it's <laughs> so <laughs> bad. It's like he really he's he like really... a video game character. <laughs> no, then he would be called Eight Bit. <laughs> But um, that was good. So, <laughs> I totally tried to set you up for that. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. That missed shot was actually an alley oop. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, so then yeah, we jump back to to Buck, and he's just like, okay, so I remember the name Dolly. I always got the impression that she was like an ex girlfriend of Skins, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure the BB stands for Bucky Bear. Yeah, because Felicia Larson said that um, his mom used to call him Bucky Bear, which is yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. And what uh, did your mom call you when you were little? I don't think I had one. Not that it's I just know. A, it's Dylan. Yeah. Dilly Boo. Don't I? I don't Delicious. know of anything. Dillicious. <laughs> Ew, no. Um, I get Dill Pickle for a while. I think I was um, very young, but yeah. Dill Pickle was definitely like a family nickname. Mmm. I know one guy who goes by Goose, and I call him Goose as much as I can. Yeah. Nicknames are fun. We should bring them back. It's true. Dill. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, uh, we. Oh, uh, Penny then is also like, oh, I can remove, let me remove the frame. There's sometimes like a certificate of authenticity behind Mm -hmm. here and maybe some additional information. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we jump to Triple J Antiques, which is the first time I heard that name and it made me smile. Yeah, I like it. Do you think they got a new sign or they just like painted an extra J J and J and J? Yeah. (laughs) Or they just covered up the and sign with another J. (laughs) Yeah, that that was my thought, like white out. (laughs) and squeeze it in (laughs) i love it um and uh yeah luker walks in and tries to shake down jason and is scared off by police sirens yeah because wally just called the police and he's He's like did you call the police and he's like no but wally probably did he let me know you were coming yeah (laughs) and yeah luker's just coming in unhinged and jason's just like "Uh Uh uh-huh yeah try me yeah Yeah, i mean it's such a good like townsend colvin plays it so well he really does and like it works just so perfectly because it's jason like super secret agent some guy comes in with a baseball bat like yeah this isn't bioterrorism yeah well we got this we'll be okay and then, uh, and then Mon- he, uh, Two-Bit runs off. Monty comes out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. It's Monty. It's Monty. Um, I freaked um, out. And we find out he's been tracking Skint and Two-Bits. Mm-hmm. 
um and that he, and he's like he's like uh let's uh let's keep pole house out of the loop for now you know mm-hmm. we don't need to tell him him this i'm just gonna like slide back into the shadows mm-hmm. um and then pole house walks in um and so it and so does um wally mm-hmm. and pole house is just kind of like doing his weird not trusting people thing again which was yeah. bothersome i was just like i thought we grew past this i don't know why you're like ooh. You know, this I criminal just, showed up in Odyssey and went to you first, Wally, mm-hmm. and then to you, Jason. And we both know you guys have checkered pasts. And it's like, yeah, but they also were the two people who owned this chest that he's after. Yeah, no, it definitely seems just like a coincidence. And also, yeah. Wally definitely just cleared his name. Like, I will yeah. I will tolerate zero Wally slander. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. Wally is great. Wally for Good praise. guy, yeah. Hey, maybe. Um, and then uh, we jump back to... Um, Penny and Eugene and Buck and Katrina. Yeah. Do you know what... Do you remember what the painting's titled, Andrew? I don't, actually. Little Miss Pris can't see what's right in front of herself. That's what it's titled. I thought that that was the note. Because I have nope. it as Little Miss Pris can't see what's right in front of yourself. I, oh, wow. That is the title of the painting, Penny says. That's... Uh... It's pretty pretty straightforward, huh? Yeah, and so they're all like, ooh, well, it's the mirror. Yeah, obviously. And I'm like, yes, it is. It's the mirror. Because they were getting (laughs) something out of the mirror, but what if it's also the painting? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and my question was, what, like... Because her reflection isn't in the mirror. No, yeah. There's got to be something else going on with the painting. I don't think that it's... The fact that the rocking chair and the hope chest are both there. Yeah. I'm like, there's going to be some, like... You like have to recreate the painting in some way, and it unlocks yeah. something. Yeah, to to get into the hope chest, or right, they gotta find secret clue hidden in there. Yeah, because Penny said earlier it's full of messages, which just just a yeah. plot device of we can make this mean anything. <laughs> yeah, but I, I yeah, I'm liking it so far. Oh, I love it. Um, and yeah, it just makes me happy. All of these characters that are involved. Yeah, so um, they run back. Eugene and Katrina and Buck run back to their house to yep. look in the mirror and uh they notice that there's kind of a smudge in the upper right hand corner right eugene explains how mirrors work having a black background and whatnot mm-hmm. and then they they do this whole thing where they yeah peel off part of the back corner mm-hmm. and get find a note mm-hmm. there's like a pocket in the adhesive or something yep. that allows for you to you know, keep something there is very cleverly but done. It's gotta but it's got to be dark, which would secured. create the smudge. And, yep. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's gray, um, and it, they unfold it, and it's Buck's birth certificate. Yeah. Roll credits. Roll credits. That's it. What? <laughs> I love I it. I freaked out. I like... we, we talked about it last episode, the fact that does this boy not have a birth certificate? He does. He does. He does. Now we know. It yep. was in a mirror this whole time. We're going to figure out his, 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 his... And I, I there has to be some reveal mm-hmm. on that birth certificate. Um, Next because episode, we, <laughs> I yes, hope. Hopefully because, they don't like, make us wait till well, part three. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what's the reveal going to be? Because I thought we already knew his mom and his, like, last, his actual last name and, like, that whole thing. But is there a secret here? He's actually a Whitaker. <laughs> that he, yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, 
But yeah, and then that's what we go out of, and we actually get a uh, Chris outro, mm-hmm. which is exciting. And she sets up what I'm curious to see, but it from the way she's talking in that outro, I kind of think that this might be Buck's come to Jesus arc. Oh, the way she's talking. Oh, that's so exciting. The way she's talking there makes me think that. And I could be wrong, and no. I don't. Do you guys have that, like, kind uh, of mini altar call? Yeah. And she kind yeah, she says some stuff of, like, you know, Buck's still trying to, like, figure things out and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm just like, are you setting up that, like, the end of the long end is like like next episode is like you know he basically he unravels his family past and then also like becomes a christian in this arc and i feel like odds are decent pretty high it just feels like that's the groundwork being laid Mm, i'm i'm walking all on that groundwork i'm here for it as long as they do a good job and don't murder it and make me feel uncomfortable yeah but yeah. I, I doubt it, considering how much I like this episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, it won a bunch a good, of awards. It's a good start. As long as we just get yeah, but this so same it. cast in the next two episodes, which I believe will be yeah. the case. Maybe with some additional bonuses. I would love. I would love a Wooten to show up. Oh yeah, Wooten would be would fit right in. No wit, obviously. I know. Wit, 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 making an appearance always pleasant. I mean, mm-hmm. almost always pleasant. <laughs> I would love, yeah, I would love for I would love for Dale to show up yeah. as we're setting that up. I assume um, Jacques Henri is not going to be here, but it would be cool if he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but but regardless, uh, real good episode. Real good episode. I feel so good going into the next one. I was so scared as to how. I mean, this is the end of the Green Ring. I know. You know? Um, I know, and it's such recent episodes, and yeah, it just made me smile. So mm-hmm. I like all the actors here. I like the things that we've got in play. I like this, like Skins back, you know, where he's being hunted by Monty, mm-hmm. um, and somehow Wally and Jason wound up in this because of the antiques thing, mm-hmm. and Buck's finding out his past, which means like Eugene and Katrina get to be there, and Penny's there because of the art. It just, like, it comes together in a really satisfying way throughout the episode that doesn't feel cheap. Mm-hmm. It feels earned. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Just... Yeah, and that's and that's what makes it so rich, where it's, like, it doesn't feel like a plot convenience. It doesn't feel forced by any means. Um, it... I know that there are there are episodes of Odyssey where stuff happens that is exciting, but it's not an exciting episode. This has a lot of exciting stuff that happens, and it is such an exciting episode. Yeah. Good, good app. Mm-hmm. Um, anything... And it's only got a 91%. Yeah. It also only has 13 votes, because this is past the prime of people casting votes on the wiki, it seems. That's unfortunate. Anyways, uh, anything uh, anything you'd like to to add here as we as we head out, Andrew? I'm I'm good. Notes, I, plugs, I, I talk any of that enough stuff. as it is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I I am also feeling like I'm in pretty good shape here. Um, so yeah, we've got two more episodes to go of uh, Green Ring Conspiracy Saga, and then we will uh, yeah be doing some other fun stuff, guest episodes and the whatnot. So yeah. look forward to that in the coming weeks. Um, And we'll see you next for uh, episode 860, 
The Long End, Part 2. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Long End Part 1 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalkpod.